hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am so excited because I'm here with Jessica today, who I feel like is one of the first people that I talked to when I entered the uh, anti-MLM space. Like, I feel right. Like, I feel like you were around like right when I started. Um, yeah. So when did when did you start? I kind of like dabbled a little bit, I feel like in the anti-MLM space. And then, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we connected like initially right in the beginning in like August or uh, August. No, I didn't have an Instagram until probably I can't September, like September, October. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably about the time that I really like dove in. Um, yeah. And thank you, Roberta. Um, <laughs> yes. Like Kula Rich, I binge watched on Amazon and then was like, oh my God, like, is is this fucking play about us? Like it was it like <laughs> just yeah, it was just so eye opening, and I was like, they're all the same. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the products are, but it's like it's this yeah. So that kind of started me on this anti MLM um, journey, and then learning about cults and manipulation tactics, and um, so yeah, I feel like the past what like six or seven months has been really just like healing and just trying to forgive myself. Um, I think the health and wellness MLM space in particular is really insidious. I mean, not, you know, it's, I said to my husband, it's like different than selling a pair of leggings. Like, yes, they're manipulative too, but like not only was my mental health affected, but also my physical health, you know? So um, that's been a lot to work through and luckily I have a great therapist, um, highly recommend and, and she's been helping me and just the other, the anti MLM, um, space, you know, has been really helpful. Um, Megan, um, her workbook, she was kind enough to, to send me, we connected on TikTok and, um, you know, there's just so many great people I feel like in, in the space and, it's just, it's made me not feel so alone. There's like so much shame. And um, at least I know there was with me. I was like, oh my God, I'm part of the problem, like of this terrible diet culture space and these people, you know, spreading potentially really harmful information because we're not qualified to be coaches. So yeah, it's been, it's just been a lot to work through. Right. Yeah. Um, for anyone that's wondering what workbook she's talking about, it's called Cutting Ties, Healing After MLM by Megan Williams. It's amazing. It's sitting on my desk. Um, yeah, I have mine. Yeah, I have mine sitting right over there. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely 10 out of 10 recommend that you get it. I will tell everyone and their mother to get it because it's yeah. just really great to like work through. And like, even if you're in an MLM still and you're like listening to this stuff, you clearly are like, what is going on? Like, why are these things happening? Get this workbook. Cause like, if you get it and you're like, oh, like none of this applies to me, then like, awesome. Great. Like happy for you. <laughs> but if you get it and you work through it and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize what I was going through. Then hopefully we can help you get out. Um, yeah. And I think that it, and it's, you know, for different people, right. Different stages of what you're, when, you know, where you are in this leaving your MLM, if you're just in the initial stages of like, Hmm, I think maybe something's off. Like there's some red flags that, cause I, I know for me, there was definitely red flags that I ignored or things I questioned. And, 
um, you know, people, oh, well, it's not a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal, right? That whole thing, or um, God, there's just so many of them, um, you know, like, oh, with weight loss. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so, uh, no, actually you go, you finish. <laughs> yeah, no, just, or like, um, you know, talking about weight loss or coaching people. Well, we don't have credentials. Well, you're just sharing your experience. Well, mm -hmm. that's all fair and well, but you know, we're all individual, right? So we, one size is not going to fit all. And when you don't have that training or the expertise or anything to be able to really help people, like, you know, I, I had girls in my, my group, you know, and myself included who, who probably had a lot of disordered eating habits, um, you know, not necessarily an eating disorder, but disordered eating habits from years of, of dieting and things. And, and now I'm, I'm seeing someone, I just had an appointment the other day, actually, with an awesome um, registered dietitian in Burlington. Um, she's very familiar with uh, all of the fad diets, beach body. Um, she's, she's just great. So I had, I had an initial consultation with her earlier this week. Um, and I think people need stuff like that. You know, I, I, I realize that there's privilege. I have, I do have health insurance, which, which covered it, which I'm very thankful for. Um, yeah. And I wish I did it sooner. I, I look at all the money I spent with Beachbody and I'm like, I could have gotten a great personal trainer and I, you know, yeah, I could have just gotten with the registered dietitian earlier um, and had more one-on-one -on -one, um, focus. So right, exactly. And I think that like, that's a good point. Like health insurance can cover some of these things. Health insurance will even sometimes cover like a gym membership or personal training, depending on yeah. what your plan is. And like, we don't know about that. A lot of people don't realize that. And yeah. then when like, they won't cover your MLM, like they're not going to cover your MLM. Uh, right. Well, at least I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I think maybe, you know, like with some company perks, maybe like Beachbody On Demand, which I just want to say right now, I think, you know, years ago, Beachbody was not an MLM, right? I think they right. came out with DVDs and stuff first. And I think that there were some really good things about it and good workouts, um, you know, but then you see things like Brianna, you know, on YouTube and like break, really breaking down some of the newer workouts and you're like, okay, well, maybe that's, they're not really that effective, but, um, you know, I think maybe they're right, right. In their early days and, and the way that they're set up, um, you know, here's a 30 day calendar or whatever, 21 days, like, and, and follow, um, you know, I think people like the simplicity of that. And then of course, you know, that, um, at home workouts are super convenient, but I have to tell you. So, um, in September, of course, when I quit, I was like, I don't want to use any of my products. I'm not, I just had such a negative like connotation with them. So I downloaded the Peloton app and I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? And of course, you know, when you're in it, like I remember my coach would always be like, Oh, people are posting about other workouts. Like this is my livelihood. Like, you know, and when I was in it, I was, of course I was like, yeah, like it's all beach body, but there, of course there's different things out there that work for different people. And like, I just think the Peloton app is so much better than the Beachbody app ever was. Like I'm a big music person. So all of their, like, um, it's just really great. So anyway, um, but when you're in it, you're like, you have to be all about Beachbody, right? Um, cause you right. have to be a product of the product. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it just gets to be like, so consuming to have to always be in love with whatever workout they come out with. Um, and like, it really like that's that being the product of the product, I think is the thing that makes being in an MLM so hard because you become this company. And so if somebody says anything negative about the company, it's a personal attack. Whereas like, if somebody said something negative about the company I work for now, I would be like, oh, yikes. Like, I'm sorry you experienced that or something, you know, like some sort of normal response, like. Right. Right. Like if some, you know, the, I think we see a lot of times, like you said, people think it's a personal attack. Um, I, I saw a bunch of people in the space sharing, um, it was the. Renee Brown talking about like 
feeling shame or being shamed. Like if you're holding someone accountable, like you might feel shame, but people, you know, typically are not trying to shame you. You know, that's just a feeling that you have um, from, it's uncomfortable. Like, you know, when I watched Lula Rich, it was uncomfortable because I was still in an MLM and I was like seeing all these things that kind of confirmed what I was already thinking, you know, like, of course the question, like, is this a pyramid scheme came up in my mind or, um, yeah, you know, just what credentials do beach body coaches need? You don't need anything. You need a social security number. Um, you know, and I think some people don't think that that's dangerous to, but I, I do, I do think it's dangerous to be like giving out health and nutrition advice when you're not qualified. Like just because you lost weight does not make you qualified. And I had a lot of guilt because that was me. I was like, oh, I've, I've lost 80 pounds or whatever. So now let me show people what I did, but it, yeah, it shouldn't, shouldn't work. I shouldn't have been able to, maybe I was like an accountability partner or a cheerleader or something, but coach is, um, I think just a really deceptive kind of title. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you follow, you follow my husband, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Great. He has some really funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cause he asked who I was interviewing today and I told him it was you and he was like, haven't you talked to her yet? (laughs) (laughs) Like three times. Cause I was so nervous. (laughs) Um, and, um, but yeah, like we talk about that all the time where, cause he's a personal trainer for anyone that doesn't know. I don't think I said that. Um, and uh, you know, when we were in beach body, there was like so much, like so many times when we were like, oh, well, like what program should we be doing? Or like, these are my goals. Like, what should I do? And people would make all these recommendations to us. And at the end of the day, like they would recommend any program under the sun. Right. It didn't matter what your goals were. Um, the latest and greatest, because there's always something like when I, and I don't remember the exact figure now, but like when I calculated what I was actually spending, um, because, you know, again, product of the product. So you're encouraged to keep up with like the latest and greatest workout. And like, maybe you don't want to do this like crazy wall contraption thing, but if that's what's being sold and what you're being pushed to do, like, you know, I feel like there was a lot of pressure to be like, to hit success club and to be on the leaderboards and, you know, they would put the rank up there. And there was just like so many things that I wish that I had like just walked away from sooner, but it is what it is. Um, I'm glad I'm out now. Right. And I will say until my face turns blue that I feel like the workouts are actually like not very good because I was constantly getting hurt when I was in Beachbody. I was working out way too much. I had no rest days. I wasn't eating appropriately because I wasn't eating enough. Right. Um, So I was hungry all of the time. Uh, And it was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. No, same thing. And so you would wake up. And of course, you know, I'm not going to say it was all bad. Like you can build healthy habits and, you know, people are holding you accountable, but I was like obsessed with every morning you wake up, right. You do personal development that that's like one of the pillars of each body um, to keep you busy. Right. You're not asking questions and um, you know, there's always power hours and things like that. So um yeah, so you wake up, do personal development, hop on like a team um, workout, like everyone's, you know, that community, right? Everyone's doing a workout and um, you'd hop on and say hi in the morning. I only did that for like a short time. Um, and then I was just like, I don't want to have to like get up on a certain time. Like if I want to sleep in, I'm going to sleep in. Like, so, so that didn't last for a while for me, but I know there was people who were like die hard would never miss a day of that basically. Um, you know, and then go about your day, but you'd have to post on your stories, what you're eating for breakfast. Oh, Shakeology, all of these things. And, um, I was constantly thinking about food and what I was going to eat next. And yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. Sure. I lost weight, but like to what you know, at what cost. Um, 
Right. And so you mentioned like not eating enough and, and being hungry all the time. So I mentioned earlier this week, I went to a registered dietitian and one of the things they do is like metabolic testing. Um, and they did a body comp analysis. Um, but it's basically like this tent thing kind of that goes over you. And for 20 minutes, it was a little, a little, uh, scary if you're claustrophobic, but I knew I could pull it off if I, if I got really bad. So anyway, it was 20 minutes and you just like breathe and it measures, um, basically like your resting metabolism and what you're burning. Um, and you know, when people are, there's a lot, I can send you the link if you want to <laughs> link it, it, you know, goes into more scientific detail. Um, but they can tell basically, you know, if you've been underfeeding your body and your metabolism is tanking, um, cause you're not feeding it enough. You know, they, they talk about it being like, you know, logs on a fire. You have to, you have to add fuel to it to be, so it's running properly. Um, you know, and when you're on these low calorie diets, like to be mindset when you're filling up on vegetables and you're not listening to your hunger cues because you're like, oh, well, just drink water if you're hungry. Well, you should probably eat something if you're hungry, you know, stuff like that. Um, right. So it just, you know, measures kind of where you should be and, and where you're at. And then they can work to fix it by basically eating more food and adding more calories. Um, and so for me, um, I'm going to be focusing on more protein. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that's all kind of things that a beach body coach is not trained to help with and right. that you can't see with these one size all um, one size fits all approaches, you know, and then this new, don't even get me started with this new gut health thing um, oh. that, that they're doing. Yeah. Before you get into that, I just want to say, make sure everyone knows real quick that we are like, it is absolutely okay to eat a lot of vegetables, but like the yeah. point that you were trying to make a, yeah is that like, you need to have a balanced diet. Like you need to have carbs, you need to have fats, you need to have right. vegetables and like, you need to have all of the things to be healthy. Yeah. And unless yeah. you are allergic to something, you should be able to eat it. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, eating vegetables is great, but the way, the reason it's, it's pushed so much is because it's a low calorie food. So of mm -hmm. course you're going to lose weight because you're, you're in a calorie deficit, just right. like every other diet under the sun, right? Right. You know, if it's points, if it's macro, you know, whatever you're calculating. Right. Uh, so, but you need to be balanced and like, like, it's just, and like, I feel like that. And, and like, I'd love to just kind of like conversate about this. Like, I feel like, like, prioritizing vegetables for somebody who like has a healthy weight loss goal and like it's not a eating disorder mindset or whatever okay. you know like all of those things all of the disclaimers um but like for you know somebody who's just like oh like you know I, I want to work on this like focusing on vegetables and protein is an awesome way yeah. to do that but like you can't cut out you can't cut out an entire food group and like you like again like it's just all twisted to like this point of like, yes, like drink some water before, like, that's fine if you want to drink water before your meal. But like, if you're like, let me drink water until I'm full or I'll drink water and then I'll have a handful of carrots and then like pretend that I'm fine. Like, I'm sure that you actually have a stomachache and you're like, I feel like that's a recipe for bloating. Well, that's the thing too, that we talked about earlier in the week, um, was that when you're eating all of those vegetables, like constantly putting cauliflower in everything, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get bloated. Um, you know, things that supposedly the superfood shake helps with, but then they came out with this gut protocol to fix this problem that maybe they, uh, it's, it's just all about money. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. love to hear what you think about the gut health protocol. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have just like, I unfollowed everything Beachbody basically, but I see things still. I follow like, um, I don't know, anti Beachbody. There's so many accounts, um, you know, on Instagram and stuff. So I kind of see things through that. Um, mm -hmm. I had to unfollow everybody from my own. Like I can't, I can't listen to these people talk about anything. Right. Right. It's just so negative. Um, but I, again, I think it's just another way for them to make make a lot of money. So my, um, former upline was like, apparently one of the top sellers of this gut health 
protocol and got to go to this like retreat. I don't know. I saw one of the pictures and I was like laughing to myself because, and she, I, deep down, I think she's a okay person, but she was always so gung-ho about to be mindset. Like to be mindset was the thing, like among our whole team, basically. Um, and I think that also started with good intentions. Alana is a registered dietitian. I think there are some things about the plan that are good, but then there's other things that um, like make every day a weight loss day that, you know, if you have any kind of disordered eating um, history or anything like that, it can really mess with your head. Um, yeah. So I guess she was one of the top, one of the top sellers of this program and then got to go to some um, retreat with like one of the, I don't know, Autumn and like a bunch of other people. And it looked like terribly painful, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's another gimmick. And again, these people are not gut health specialists. Like if someone has gut health issues, if you're having problems with bloating and you're in nausea and you know, pain, please go see a doctor. Like, please, please don't, please don't put your health in, you know, and as someone that is just worried about making money for their MLM, like, please don't, don't do that to yourself. I mean, if you have, if you're lucky to have health insurance, I, it's probably going to be covered. You probably will have to pay a a copay to see a GI specialist, but gosh, that's like something you don't want to mess with, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you mentioned. Um, you talked about like the 2 be mindset, you feel like started out with some good intentions, but then like, you know, it gets to be kind of like sticky in some places. And I think that that's one of the things about MLMs that is so damaging is because there are so many things in MLMs that either on their own are fine or, um, or whatever. So like, like again, qualifiers, 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 but like, or disclaimers, but like, you know, weight loss is fine. If like, that is what you like, if you need to do that and you're working with a professional and all that stuff, like that is, that is fine. Um, and also like, but then you can go all the way to the other side of like love bombing, like showing someone that you care about them is fine. Right. But in what context is it not fine? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many things that, like, about MLMs that make us, like, question everything. And that's actually one of the things I've been, like, really going through, like, personally, myself. Liam, we talked about it on uh, the Plexi Bessie episode that I just released because I was like, I need to talk about this. Like, and I clearly still do because... (laughs) I'm bringing it up again but like there are so many things in MLMs that are like really toxic but then like outside like professional or personal development like some of it some of it is obviously super corrupt and like bought out by the MLM and like it's all like just trash but like like Rachel Hollis crap yeah (laughs) right exactly but then there's like Brene Brown right who I adore yeah you know like there there are people out there that can help you with personal development that aren't terrible but also like in the hands of an MLM can like weaponize it so it's like really hard and I think that's part of why like deconstructing all of your thoughts after leaving the MLM is so confusing (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and I, I guess it's similar to cults, right? Like I think all of I think a lot of us in the anti-MLM space um, also have a special interest in cults, right? Or Scientology or, you know, like because we see the connections and mm-hmm. until you've experienced it or you've like done some research, I think it's easy to be like, oh yeah, a cult. Okay. Like, you know, just kind of brush it off. But there truly are a lot of the same tactics that are used. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we have so much we could talk about, but you mentioned love bombing. And I think unless you know, you know what's happening or you know what to look out for, you don't always realize that it's happening. And so um, early on in when I joined Beachbody um, and now looking back, I see exactly what that was. So um, I had signed up and then you're encouraged to 
sign up your spouse or another account that you can that you can control basically a a mom a grandma whoever um a friend you know a cousin um and in the training it was like very clear like it's they say it's you plus two to get to emerald right and that most of the top coaches have control of the spouse account um and that that's what you should do if you want to be successful like these top coaches right so the team was i don't remember nor do i did i really care that much at the time about like what rank this team was going for um but it was something to do with like elite and they needed like one more emerald and basically they made me feel like like i came in and saved the day right like i signed up immediately signed up my husband got another coach and was like emerald and i remember getting this voice text from one of the pretty i assume she's pretty tippy top of the pyramid um who you know was one of the people who you kind of like looked up to like oh this coach seems so cool and i don't know that that stuff so sent me a voice text just being like um, you know, it was so great that you stepped in and really, really helped your team. Like, you know, that's what makes a really good team. Like whatever she said, I wish I had wrote it down. Like before we started chatting, because it was just looking back, it was like, so just like icky and being like, she doesn't give a shit about me. Like she is just trying, you know, it, it's obviously impacting her if this team goes elite and gets all of these rankings and stuff. So looking back, it was just like, I knew exactly what had happened, you know. It's definitely not about recruiting. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, not at all. And, oh yeah, there was so many times that I was like, because I, I saw what a headache it seemed like to build a team and to have to, yeah, is you're constantly, it reminds me of, um, is it Vegas Vacation? They go to the is it the Hoover Dam or something? And like, it starts leaking and he's like putting his bubble gum, trying to plug all the holes, like in the water just keeps leaking out. Like if you've never seen it, then you probably think I'm crazy, but it's, it reminds me of that. Like every month people quit and you're constantly trying to like plug holes. So your whole team doesn't fall apart. And like, I saw it happen so many times where someone was you know diamond or whatever they were and then people quit like people don't want to pay the monthly fee or whatever reason they they see that coaching is only you know successful for like a very small percentage of people and then it's not sustainable so yeah i, I feel like i i woke up with that um pretty early on but i feel like it took me a little while to quit once i started realizing like how sketchy it was yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel like we like jumped right into chit chatting. So like, yeah. you kind of touched on the beginning of your story. It, like, do you want to like go through your like timeline of yeah. what happened for you? Yeah. So, um, I joined, I guess, Beachbody, I think it was like 2015 initially with like 21 day fix and size. Um, I hadn't really paid much attention to like the coaching side of it or like the community. Um, I kind of did my own thing with like nutrition and workouts. I didn't love the containers, like trying to stuff as much food as I could in these little stupid containers. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't do um, too well with 21 day fix. I didn't love it at all. Um, and then I started to be mindset in 2018, um, like right when it came out, like May, 2018 and had a lot of success with the program. I felt like it was the first thing in a while that worked, right? It works until it doesn't. Um, and it was kind of like a different approach, um, which again is why I said there was some things that were good about it. Like I felt like Alana was very positive and talked about like, like speaking kindly to yourself and not, um, you know, you do weigh yourself every day, but kind of looking at, at that as information versus like, beating yourself up. Um, although she does things like diet bets where you have to like pledge that you're going to lose a certain amount in a certain amount of time, which is like so unhealthy. <laughs> I am so glad that you brought that up because no one has brought that yeah. up yet. And I remember those. And I remember yes. so many times I was like, oh, Nick, like, should I do that? Like, well, do you think that will be good for me? And 
they're so gross they're so gross i did her very first one and let me just tell you so first of all i'm a huge procrastinator and um so everything's like last minute thank you adhd um but so i i did okay with the diet bet but was up and down and then it was like the last three or four days and i was i don't know two pounds away or something um and so I was like, well, I don't want to lose my money. Like that sucks. So of course I like was super drastic with it, probably really limited my calories. Um, and just like not, not healthy for the last like couple days of this diet bet. So I didn't lose some money, um, you know, in a, my little competitiveness, I guess, like I would never do one again. That was like a one. I remember finishing it and I was like, I will never do that again. Like it just is not, it's not healthy. And I think it goes against, um, what she should be, what she should be preaching, you know, instead of focusing on the scale, like focusing on the the behaviors, right? So yes, drinking a little bit more water, um, maybe not working out seven days a week, you know, because you might hurt yourself or focusing on just different types of movement and stuff. And I just, I feel like by putting a number you know, saying you have to lose X amount in, in this amount of time is, is dangerous. So. Yeah. Not, (laughs) it's not a a good healthy mindset. Like, I mean, and kind of expanding on that, like having these, like this cultural expectation or norm of being like, oh, like, like sweating for the dress, like trying to lose weight for your wedding. Like how terrible is that like oh my gosh like I need to look you're already engaged you're already getting married like they love you just the way you are you do not need to lose weight for your wedding like or or any event or for your friend's wedding or for that vacation that you're about to take or whatever like it's just like so damaging and it creates such a poor relationship with food so like you try to like be really, really good and lose all of this weight for this special event. And then the special event comes and then you end up binging because you restricted for so long. Right. So funny you say that. So, so 2018, I joined TB Mindset. I got married in the fall of 2019. So I feel like that was like a huge motivation for me to keep going. Right. And to, um, to folk go all in, right. As the beach body coaches love to say, go all in with your nutrition. Like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm having this problem or, or this isn't working. Oh, just go all in. Right. That's like a, the phrase, like, just don't think about it. Just put your head down and right. Go all in, whatever that means. Um, so that's what I did. And, so I got married in um, October, 2019, and then started coaching um, like soon after that. Cause I was like, I wanted to be done with the wedding and you know, then I wanted to help people and I figured I could make a little bit of extra money. And of course they're like, well, you're already posting on social media. You're already like inspiring people with your journey. Like, why don't you just become a coach, right? And get paid for what you're already doing. Cause get paid for posting on social media, right? Which we all know. They don't get paid for just so posting on social media. You get paid mostly for recruiting. Um, yeah. So, and I was initially, you know, successful with my warm market, which normally happens. Your friends and family kind of want to support you. And, um, but then I realized quickly, I had to like cold message people on Instagram, like, you know, co- other coaches would be like, do you think people just like come to us? Like we have power hours where we literally send hundreds of messages to people. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Right. And then, um, that was probably around the time a lot of the business coaches were talking about like attraction marketing, right. And that kind of thing. Like if you post, you know, these posts in a certain way and you're talking to people's pain points and vulnerabilities, then people will basically come to you is what they kind of preach. Um, And I feel like for a long time, I felt like things just felt off, like the whole having to recruit coaches. um, This was before they changed it. So they had preferred customers. So it was like, you wanted to sign people up as a coach, um, even if they had no interest in the coaching opportunity. Like it just, it just always felt really 
kind of scammy in a way. Like you're trying to push Shakeology. Um, I remember I found <laughs> found some screenshots of um, one of the hundreds of group chats they had, right? You know, they, they keep you busy. Um, someone saying, you know, because if you were talking to someone and you needed advice on what to say or you got an objection, like the other coaches would help figure out what to say, right? So someone was like, oh, I have someone that wants to join, but they only want this option that has, I forget, it was either just the workouts or just 2B mindset, like no Shakeology. And the top coach, who's like an elite coach, um, said something like, well, I don't let them know that that's an option. Like basically the only option is, you know, to join my group is to buy this challenge pack with Shakeology. Um, so it doesn't matter if people didn't want it or didn't need it, like, they needed to get it and then they could get rid of it, but they needed to get it to get into the group. Um, and that's what you're taught. And then, yeah, it's just, just felt really scammy. <laughs> sounds really scammy. I mean, like, yeah. and also it just isn't good customer service at all, because like if your customer wants X, Y, and Z and they can get X, Y, and Z, but you're making them buy W because they need to buy W for you to make money. Like that's not, that's not how it's supposed to work. And also it's another red flag of why this is a scam because they should be able to buy the products they want to buy and you should be happy that you have customers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just another big thing. Um, And then, so I, like I said, I joined in fall of 2019, like the coaching. And then of course we know what happened in 2020. Um, and it was, it was, it, the timing like was interesting because, so because of the pandemic, like there was no obviously in-person events. I feel like I dodged some, some red flags there. Like I don't know that I would have gone to Summit, but there was like this diamond retreat, um, which luckily was just virtual because of, you know, all of that. Um, I imagine maybe I would have quit sooner, I guess, if I had seen that all in person because like of how culty everything was. But um, yeah, I just, it it was an interesting time, I guess. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. is, is there anything else that you want to talk about before I let you go? Or before I ask you my final question? I actually have two final questions for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. I remember we talked before um, about like that diamond dash. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So they held that it was like August 2020 so you basically had to pay I think it was like $20 to be in this diamond push group basically which was like with all of these top leaders so whoever ranked up to diamond in that time would like split the pot of money so it was like a week or two um every day they would have different speakers and zoom calls and like looking back um it's kind of like cult (laughs) indoctrination in a way like you're just, you're learning all of this personal development. People are giving you their, their rags to riches story. Oh, I used to be, I was bankrupt. I did this. And then I found Beachbody and my life forever changed, right? Like that kind of thing. Um, And of course they want you to rank up because you're their downline and it's going to, it's going to benefit them. Um, So I did end up ranking up to diamond, held it for like a few months and then dropped because I, again, I realized like I was constantly going to have to be plugging holes and recruiting more people. So I wouldn't drop rank. Um, and then, yeah, in December of 2020, um, my dog got diagnosed with cancer and that, that was awful. Um, and there was just a lot of pressure. I felt like still to like keep up with my group and like, don't forget about your clients and all of these things. And when all I really wanted to do was like spend time with my family and take care of my, my dogs, you know, my husband and I don't have kids. So they're kind of like our, our children, you know, um, <laughs> not literally don't come for me, anybody like, okay, they're, they're my furry kids. So, um, yeah, so it was just, it was a hard time. And I, I felt like, I constantly had to keep up with this group um, that I was running. 
so I started kind of pulling back from coaching, but didn't quit for a little while. Um, my coach would say things like, oh, I'll support you no matter what, but just, you know, think about your team and those who are counting on you or like post stuff, like, you know, the only way to fail is to quit and like just stuff like that, basically. Um, and then I guess fast forward to September, 2021, we talked about this at the very beginning, but that was when I saw Lula Rich and I like binge watched the episodes and just like totally realized, okay, I need to quit. It was just kind of like my final confirmation. Um, and so I was very open with my coach and it wasn't the first time that I had wanted to quit. But then I finally decided like, all right, I, I think I need to be done. Um, so I just wanted to share, this was like the final nail for me. Um, it was very manipulative, just kind of like, oh, thanks, you know, for understanding. Um, I forget where, what she had said before this, but um, I want to make sure you're doing what's best for you and I support you no matter what. So like, that sounds like a good friend, right? Um, in the meantime, <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask you as a friend, if you were deciding which route to take, I was wondering if you could keep your account at Emerald by keeping your account and Ryan's, my husband, um, at 50 PV to stay active. This really affects my business and the team as a whole. This is my only job and affects my family while in the limbo status. It would be so appreciated. Happy to jump on a Zoom call to help you figure this out. Definitely easy ways to keep him active. Hopefully we can get this figured out by tomorrow night. So this was like the final nail. And I was like, holy crap. Like I, it just felt like everything kind of like was obvious to me that this person was not really my friend. Um, that basically the whole time I was a coach, it was stuff, manipulative stuff like that, that I just kind of ignored. Um, you know, she would always text me like to be, don't forget, like you need your account active or, you know, your husband's account needs to be active and kind of pitching it as like, oh, I don't want you to drop rank. Well, no shit, because you don't want to drop rank. Um, so it ended up happening right before I quit. I had let my account lapse, like my, so I was not active. And so she for the first time in two years had dropped rank from like diamond to ruby. Um, and so that was kind of like right before that. And I actually felt bad. Um, I, I was so like, I don't wanna say brainwashed, but like, I believed that it was like, I, I actually felt bad. And, and then I realized through like talking to my therapist about it too. I was like, wait, what do I feel bad about? Like, I've been keeping my account active and my husband's account for whose benefit? Like I'm paying this money and buying these products and sure I was using some of them, but I definitely didn't need to keep that stuff on auto ship. And yeah, when I saw how much I was spending and um, just how much overstock I had and it was just a huge wake up call. And then those text messages and I'm like, this girl is not my friend. Um, she doesn't really give a crap about me. Um, and then I had let her know afterwards, like after I had thought about it and I was like, it, that was actually really messed up. Like that you tried to pin it on me that I was affecting your income. Like that's, that's not my problem. And she, you know, of course tried to twist it and manipulate it. Well, I'm so hurt that you, that you think that, you know, um, I would do that. Like I considered you a friend, blah, blah, blah. Like just twisting the whole situation. Um, well, and, I, would I mean, even, it is what it is. I would even say or offer that potentially she did consider you a friend. Potentially she like thought that was how friendships were because right. that's how they are in right. multi-level marketing companies. Like you're always right. constantly exactly. using everyone and that's friendship. Yeah. Right, right. So I guess it's just a different definition. Um, and it's sad because there were some people who I thought, you know, were, were nice and, and that I, so I kind of, um, after I quit, a few people had like unfollowed me and I was like, mm -hmm. almost immediately, you know, like you kind of leave the groups and stuff. And then it was like, people started unfollowing me. And so I was like, well, screw this. Like, I'm just, I don't want to see any of the top coaches and stuff. So I basically unfollowed everybody too. Yeah. Um, 
I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I was trying to heal my relationship, like with food and exercise. And I'm like, I don't want to see any of this toxicity. Um, so there's, there's one girl that I met. Um, I love her dearly. We met through coaching. Um, she luckily quit as well. Um, so we're still friends, but really that's, that's it. Um, I had a good friend that I knew before Beachbody that actually had joined um, and was on my downline and then quit right before I quit. <laughs> but then <laughs> I found out, she told me um, she ended up rejoining and signed up under my coach. And cause I was like, did you at least like switch to a different coach? And she's like, no, I'm sorry you had that experience but that wasn't my experience with her. And I'm like, anyway, we haven't really talked. So that's sad to me because we were friends before kind of all of this happened. And yeah. um, it is what it is. So I'm just, I'm glad to be away from it and trying to heal because there was a lot of guilt, like I said, and I felt, um, just responsible for adding to toxic diet culture or, you know, all, or I was constantly posting like before and after photos and all of these things that were probably mm -hmm. harmful to some people. And so just trying to heal from all of that um, and heal with myself. Like there was a long time where I couldn't drink smoothies. Like they just grossed me out, like forget rice cauliflower, like just having like an aversion to all of these things that I kind of like forced myself to, to have or, or do, you know, just trying to learn how to love exercise again. Um, yeah. You, you don't think it's that big of a deal when you're in it, but then when you're out and you're trying to heal, you're like, holy shit. Like it impacts a lot of different parts of your life. Well, I think too, that like MLM culture is so immersed with diet culture, especially now that like it, while you're in everything just seems like it's okay. Like all of those things seem like they're fine. Like, oh, you do whatever program works for you. But like, obviously mine's the best, but like, you know what, if keto works for you, awesome. You do keto, you, you right. do that. Or you do Octavia. I'm sure that you're not going to have any issues and like, congratulations on your whatever. Oh, ah, yeah. 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 Even saying those things makes me feel so gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that I've woken up to it and can speak out, you know, against, against this stuff. Um, yeah. because especially, like I said, with the health and wellness MLMs, it's dangerous. You know, you're not just, you're not just selling someone a pair of leggings or lipstick and like, yes, those organizations are, have their own issues and mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities, but I feel like the health and wellness MLMs are some of the worst. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, because it's changing so many of your own thought processes and it's like really just immersing you in diet culture and you think that you're doing it the right way because, because they have a registered dietitian on staff, because they have real personal trainers and all this stuff. But like, if somebody is telling you that you should be working out six or seven days a week, oh, you're working out six days a week and the seventh day is a stretch day? Like, what? Like, that's right, you're not depressed. healthy. That's not right. healthy. Yeah. Um, you're training like a professional athlete and even they need day rest days. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Deal. And it's just, there's just, there's so many things that are, are wrong <laughs> with these organizations and yeah. I can only hope that, yeah, there'll be changes, you know, one yeah. day. And there are so many things wrong. I'm sure that we could go on forever about just like all of the things wrong with like the diet culture slash MLM world. Right. And, um, but anyways, are you ready for my final two questions? Yes, I am. Okay. So my, uh, my unscripted question is, but I feel like I need to ask everyone who does uh, Beachbody this question because I'm always oh, so curious. Yeah. Um, did you like Shakeology? No, I did not. Um, I felt like you always had to add a bunch of stuff to it to make it like palatable, but no, I did not like Shakeology. I feel like that is the thing is everyone that's like a coach is always like, it's so great. It's so great. Like, 
I mean, like protein powder is protein powder is protein powder on one hand. And then on the other hand, like there are some protein powders that I can have without doctoring them up. And they're not like the best thing in the entire world, but they're not like, disgusting. Um, yeah. But that was not one of my favorite things. No. <laughs> um, energize, some energize I thought was good. Um, but the Shakeology was a no go. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the flavor of the lemon. I love like lemonade. Like that's my favorite flavor of anything. <laughs> so, yeah. so like whatever. But um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people that are that you know or maybe anti-MLM but like still use the products, still use the workouts. And like that's their prerogative, but for me like I just felt like there was such a negative like I didn't want to listen to the super trainers talk about Shakeology on their workouts or um, 21 days to your summer bod or whatever the hell, you know, like I just didn't, I, I started picking up on a lot of the really toxic messaging within the workouts too. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I don't want to spend my money on their products. I don't want to support them at all. So for me, that was like the, the better choice for me was like, just to cut off completely from from that so I mean because I don't I don't want to support them with my my money so absolutely all right so my actual end of podcast question is what is your anti-MLM why my anti-MLM why um I would say so people I can help share my story so people don't fall you know trapped to this diet culture MLM crap that, you know, that they get the actual personalized help that they need from registered dietitians or personal trainers that have gotten training so they don't, you know, mess up their health, you know, or get, get really hurt or worse. Um, right. Yeah. So I think it's important to, to speak out against all of these things and seeing the other side of it, you know, Absolutely. you definitely see the the background and, and what goes on behind these, these group messages. And like, sure. I think that there's a lot of great people that are stuck in MLMs, but you're still participating in this, this behavior that is potentially really harmful. So. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This was absolutely fantastic. And I'm so glad that we finally got to chat and I got to see your little face. Um, yes, not just you. your dot, dot, dots on Instagram. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much. And I hope that everyone has a great weekend and yeah. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you.